What's up guys, hope you're doing awesome. I just wanted to shoot this quick video to walk you through my, my video studio setup that I have here. A couple of you have asked, and this is something I've spent a lot of time on over the years, kind of evolving the look and feel. And with the world going virtual and more and more things happening on Zoom, it's really important that you've got a professional video environment that looks good, but also is easy, right? It's high production. You can just stand in front of the camera, hit record, and be off to the races. And so I'm going to kind of walk you through from a high level. Okay, here's the equipment. Here's how it's set up. Uh, and then I'll talk a little bit more about specifics on why I did certain things a certain way. And I've got another video um, that walks you through the actual tech, right? Here's the camera that I use. Here's the, the lights that I use. Here's like the different booms and things that make everything work. Um, so if you want to see that, um, we'll, we'll make sure that it's linked to here where you can like get a, a document with a gear guide, so to speak with all the resources you need to replicate or take pieces of it that you that you like. Sound good? Give me a like here or a comment if this is interesting, you're excited to kind of see this video setup. So, um, first thing you'll probably notice as you, as you look at the setup is this uh, TV screen, right? And this TV screen is actually a vibe board, which means it gives me the ability to, um, you know, to do a couple things. It gives me the ability to pull up Google Google Drive, have access to any images that I want. It gives me the, the ability to easily screen share so that I'm like, whatever I have on my computer in front of me, I can have projected back here behind me. But what's really cool about the Vibe board is that it gives me the ability to just kind of hop over and draw things out and make illustrations and kind of make points with visuals, which is different, right? It kind of stands out when somebody's standing there drawing and explaining something to you versus just clicking through slides. Not completely necessary. I think it's cool. This, this runs about three grand for a vibe board. Um, it does have an impact, but what I like best about it isn't necessarily the, the drawing. It's the fact that I can change my backdrop. For a long time, um, I would be standing in front of my camera here and it was whatever I had put up. I had put a nice graphic or something behind me, um, printed out, and that was what was there, right? It was there every single time and there was no way to change it. Then for a while, you might've noticed I had these stands behind me where I could, I could prop up a stand and I would be speaking and I could change the image or I could physically change it. But what this gives me the ability to do is shift and pivot, right? It gives me the ability to say, okay, right now I'm in mastermind mode. And so I can be doing video content with the mastermind behind me. Um, I could be easily switching brands. You guys know I run seven figure agency and plumbing and HVAC SEO. Oftentimes, if I'm doing plumbing and HVAC SEO related content, I need to change the, the branding and the theme, right? And so like this, I can quickly switch to plumbing HVAC SEO. And I'm talking to my camera over here, for instance, and I've got this and I can change these graphic panels so that they, they match. So that's the vibe board. This is the one thing I think that kind of makes this whole environment look cool. Um, the one thing though that I'll say that most people don't recognize is if you put a, a, a TV screen like this behind you and you don't light the room, it's going to wash you out. It's actually going to look terrible. It's not going to be usable. You'll be like, hey, I've got this thing, but it just does not work right. Um, and so Norton, who happens to be behind the camera right now, is a videographer. This is his specialty. And so he was able to help me figure out what does the lighting in the room need to be like? How do I need to tilt the screen so it doesn't create a, a massive uh, reflection and look terrible? Um, so let me walk you through some of the, the aspects of what make the TV behind me work. Um, so 
If you kind of look up, you'll notice I've got these lights and this reflector here um, in front of me. And they're not directly in front of me because if they were directly in front of me, they would wash me out and they would create, um, as I understand it, like light underneath my eyes. However, since I've got the two lights off hitting me at an angle, it lights me well, but also gives me the depth of field where you can kind of see what's going on behind me. And so we've also got backlights back here. So if you look up, these lights are pointed down on the signs behind me. And so when you've got the lights directly on you and you've got a little bit of depth and then you've got the proper lighting kind of pointing down, it creates a nice, clean, professional studio type feel. Um, and most of you know that this is in my home office. So like literally over there is where I play with my kids and I wake up in the morning and here's where I shoot my videos and crank out content on a very continuous basis. So that's, that's the lighting aspect of this. Um, having the lights hung as opposed to on a, on a stand makes it a lot easier. Like there was a while where I had these lights behind me and because they were on stands, I kind of had to push them to the side so you didn't see it in the camera. I had to be very careful which shot got in and which didn't. Um, and it was messy, right? It was, like, it was like always having these big bulky lights. Um, Norton put in this, this makeshift stand, which has the power, has the lights connected to it, which gives me that ability to have the lights outside of the shot, but get that lighting that I want. Um, the other thing we incorporated in here is a drop-down um, green screen and blue screen. So whenever I want to stand and have a professional video shot where I want to be on green screen, I want to superimpose a different background like a black or a white, this makes it really easy. I can just stand right here, have the camera set up, have the lights pointing in a little bit different orientation and, um, and be off to the races. I think that's, that's probably, you know, not hundred percent necessary. If you've got a nice TV monitor behind you and nice graphics, and you've got decent lighting where it's not creating a reflection, you can create a really nice in-home studio feel um, without going crazy with, with drop-downs and, and, and things like that. So the other thing that I've done here that's relatively new in the last iteration of my in-house video studio are these panels, which um, initially were just sound panels. So if you look at this, this is a, a sound panel that you can buy online if you just search sound paneling this room has a vaulted ceiling. So if you look up, there's a vaulted ceiling in here and a vaulted ceiling with a tiled floor creates lots of, lots of echo. And so if you go back to my initial videos in this room, you'd have this tremendous echo. And it was even with a mic, even with all of the right equipment, there was a massive amount of echo, which doesn't sound professional, doesn't work great. So what we did is we bought these sound panels and we put them all over the room. We also have them affixed to the ceiling and that solved the echo problem. But it still looked basic, right? Because you've got these panels behind me. So what we did after that was we bought signs. So just like you could go to your standard sign shop and this would be, you know, a custom cut sign with different images. And so, you know, we just took our, our three key, key pillars, right? Landing clients, delivering results, retention and scale. And you don't really notice it that much, but it's kind of in the, in the back background as I'm presenting. And that looks kind of cool. And so I've got it in both of my different brands and I can swap, I literally hand swap those out when I shift from plumber SEO mode to seven figure agency mode. So that, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing here. I've got the, the, 
the, the, the screen in the background, and then I've got the images in the back background, which are lit. Um, another thing that makes this work, and this was something that we had to experiment with, with, with for quite some time, is the depth behind you. Oftentimes, you, you wind up like where I was in here before in this office. I had my desk here. I had my camera right here. And then very close behind me was a wall. So there was no depth. And so it just felt like you couldn't do much. Even if I had a, a, can, a, a screen projector behind me, it would feel very, very tight. What you want is go to the very end of your room, and that's where you put your camera as far forward as you can so that you can be relatively close to the camera with a lot of depth behind you. That creates a very professional look, a very professional feel. So we've talked about this, we've talked about this screen. We've talked about the panels behind me. We've talked a little bit about the lighting. The next thing you want to look at is your, is your camera. Um, initially, what I had in here was a, a standard um, Logitech webcam, which is easy to use, which does pretty good. Uh, but I did want that professional HD look and feel. And so what we've got now is a Sony A7000, I think it is, 2000. I'll get you the exact number in the, in the gear guide. Um, that's running through to... A special dongle, which is a, a cam link. Again, links will be in here. And what this does, this cam link makes it so that your computer recognizes that as a webcam. So when you go on Zoom or when you go to ScreenFlow or you go to something where you're going to record video, it will recognize that as any other webcam that you might choose. And so now you've got a very professional feed coming through the camera. There's some things you need to do with your DSLR quality cameras to make sure that they... Don't show the little boxes like dialog boxes that come up so that they don't turn off automatically after 30 seconds or after a couple minutes without active use um, and to um, not run out of battery, right? You want to make sure you've got a power source plugged directly into it. So you've got a continuous power feed and you've got continuous flow until you physically turn it off. And I can tell you it can be done, right? And so in the gear guide, I'll tell you, here's Here's the camera we use. Here's the dongle that makes it plug into the computer so it recognizes it. Um, here's the, the extra power source you want to plug directly into the battery compartment so that it has a continuous feed of, of power. Um, and that all makes a big difference. Now, that gives you the visual look. And the visual, obviously, is extremely important. Um, but beyond visual is, is audio. Right? We talked about the sound dampering in the room. You could have the most beautifully looking shots in your home office or office in the world, but if the sound looks bad, it will give you away as an amateur. And so um, what I use for the most part today is this little lav mic, which is USB-based. Again, I'll, I'll give you the link to it. Um, what I've found is having the lav mic come straight under my shirt, straight up to my chin, gives me the best consistency of sound quality. Now, you could use, you see often those, those boom mics. I do have a, a Yeti blue mic, which is pretty good. Um, and, and you could use that. I know a lot of people use it, but if you're going to move around, like in a case like this, like if I'm going to be coming back here and draw on my board, and then I'm going to come up here and talk to the camera, um, that creates distance from the mic. And so that's why, you know, these USB lavalier mics create good quality. They're close enough to the mount. They give you the ability to move around while still having very consistent sound quality. Um, so, so that's the scoop. 
the benefit of this type of environment and the way that it's structured is I can, in a moment's notice, turn on my camera, turn on my computer, hit record and be off to the races. And so if we know we want to create video content, we want to create videos, we want to create webinars, we want to be positioning ourselves as the expert in our space, the biggest hindrance to that is friction, right? Friction being, ah, oh, well, I got to set up my lights and I got to set up the camera and I got to have my videographer come into the house or to the office to set it up. That friction is going to make it so you very rarely create video content where if you make it easy like this, your lights are set up, your camera's set up, all you have to do is basically step up and press record because it's such low friction, you can get things done really, really quickly. Um, so the last thing I'll talk about is this little Stream Deck, which is something that I've become a big fan of. Um, Stream Deck plugs into Ecamm Live, and it also plugs into Zoom. And then you can do a lot of different things with it, but just strictly from a video perspective, you can load up in advance your um, your scenes. You say, okay, scene one might be an introduction where you've got a cool doom, 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 and like a bunch of different shots. Then you can switch to just your face. Then you can switch to your face and your screen. You can do all kinds of cool things like that. You can end the the stream without having to you know use your mouse and find the thing and press end. Big fan of, of Stream Deck. The other thing I do with Stream Deck that has become really, really useful is on Zooms, instead of having, you know, you, you get your Zoom panel up and you're trying to click the view the screen and you're trying to share your screen and that fumble creates a little bit of a disconnect for the audience. Uh, with Stream Deck, you can have hotkeys with just, you press one button, boom, now you're sharing your screen. You press one button, now you're, you're zoomed in, you're zoomed out. And so just another little hack, a little system that we use with our video that has been really, really helpful. Now, you'll notice I'm standing, which is beneficial for my energy. It's beneficial per, for the professionalism of the shot. But there's often times where I'm just doing a one-to-one -one meeting or I'm doing a conversation and it's not comfortable to be standing all day. And so what I have here is a, is a desk that goes up and down. Um, and this is, you could use a, a manual crank. You could use like a system like this where it, it moves up and down. What this gives me the ability to do is quickly jump back onto my desk and shoot a, you know, have a conversation with somebody on Zoom, have the background be congruent, have it be very professional. Um, and I use this chair and this was a big save for me because the standard chairs that you can buy at the office store put you at about this position right here, which is comfortable and works from a productivity perspective, but the height of your, of your camera usually is going to be up here. And you only, like when you're talking, when you're on camera, you want to have just a small gap above your head. And so having a, a, a director's chair like this, and I'll make sure to put the link, gives you the ability to come up nice and tall and be right in line with your camera without having to tilt, tilt it up or down or do crazy things along those lines. So having the up, the, the standing desk but the ability to move to a, a seated desk environment is really, really helpful. Um, the other thing I'll say is, is tripod-wise, to, to have a tripod that doesn't just connect to your, to your monitor, but gives you enough height without being crazy high on top is important. We found this desk-based and this adapter, and I'll, I'll make sure you guys have links to this, 
which give you a perfect angle for your standing and your sitting environment um, to create a really professional look and feel. Now, I've said a couple times is my last thing, but the other thing that is just a, a minor thing that makes a big difference is having the red light or the blue light or whatever color light you want behind you. And so I was able to buy this little light stand that goes behind my cabinet and I can change the colors, right? I can change the color to green if I'm doing plumbing HVAC SEO, right? You might notice that behind me. And then I can go to red. And so it just kind of creates a very consistent branded video experience where you're seeing a professional lighting up front. You've got the, the monitor behind you matching what you're trying to say. You've got the panels in the far foreground. And then you've got something bringing up a, a different colored light. You could use blue, that looks really nice. You could use red, you can use green. Um, and using something like this, which is pretty cost effective, creates that good experience. So um, that's, that's a snapshot overview of my updated video studio environment. Um, hopefully this helps. If you have questions, let me know. If you enjoyed this and found it interesting, give me a like, give me a comment. Um, but if you have follow-up questions, hey, you know, like something specific that you need to understand on what we're doing, just post it in the comments. I'll do my best to get back to you. Um, and along with this video, I'll make sure you've got a link to the gear guide and a video where I walk you through, okay, here's the camera, here's the cable that we use for this, here's the lights that we use for that, here's the stands that we have in place. Uh, so you've got everything you need to go say, okay, I like these three or four components and I want to put them into place in my own video production environment. So that's it for now. Hopefully you got value here. Any questions, let me know and I'll, I'll talk to you soon.